First reading is from 1 Corinthians chapter 3, starting at verse 1. It can be found on page 1145. Brothers, I would not address you as spiritual, but as worldly, mere infants in Christ. I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not yet ready for it. Indeed, you are still not ready. You are still worldly. For since there is jealousy and quarrelling among you, are you not worldly? Are you not acting like mere men? For when one says, I follow Paul, and another, I follow Apollos, are you not mere men? What after all is Apollos, and what is Paul? Only servants through whom you came to believe, as the Lord has assigned to each his task. I planted the seed. Apollos watered it, but God made it grow. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. The man who plants and the man who waters have one purpose— and each will be rewarded according to his own labour. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field, God's building. And the second reading is from Matthew chapter 16, starting at verse 13. And it's on page 983. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked, Who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Christ the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by man, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he warned his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Christ. This is the word of the Lord. Well, it's good to have have with us this morning um, Bob Jackson. Where are you, Bob? Oh, there you are. You're peering into the thing. Um, Many of us know Bob. You may have met Bob when he came over towards the end of February last year and spent spent a day with with the various congregations and was with us on the Sunday. And he's over this year because he's doing something with with the deanery. If you don't know what the deanery is, the deanery is all the Church of England churches in the island. It's called a deanery. And he's doing some training with them tomorrow. 
Um, so that's why he's over, and he came over yesterday afternoon. I got to know Bob because um, when, I, when I became a curate, I was a curate in Litchfield Diocese, and we used to play cricket together. On a, on a Monday. So that's how, that's how we got to know. Bob then retired, and then we won the cup. <laughs> that's the story. So with no further ado, I've landed you in it now. Right, thank you, Ian. Yeah, great. Well, it is lovely to be back, and it's a lot warmer than it was in February last year when I came. Uh, lovely walk yesterday in the, in the sunshine. Uh, and I remember when I was here before, we wandered around looking at the church building and thinking, well, what can we do about this? Uh, and I'm pleased to say you, you've got plans now and ideas and uh, seen some pictures. Uh, and uh, it looks lovely. Uh, our own church, actually, in, in Eam, in a village in Derbyshire, uh, we're, we started the same sort of process now and we're looking at it and we, <coughs> we're thinking... We can, it, it, it's fine, but the, the, the Victorian stuff is tired, and so we're thinking of taking all the Victorian stuff out and you know, going, going deeper back into history uh, for the next phase, but making it uh, flexible for all sorts of uses. Now, when, you're, uh, um, when you want to reorder a church, the first thing you do is look around at the building and think, right, what's it like? What are the strengths and weaknesses I'm sure you've done that and then you think what do we want it to look like how do we want to use it what should, could it be like you get, you get a vision uh, and then you've got a, an architect to help you and you, you draw some drawings and make some plans and work out how to get from where you are now to the vision that you've, you've got of where you want to be with the building and um, what I'm, the training I'm doing tomorrow uh, is, is doing exactly that process or explaining exactly that process um, in relation to the church's community rather than the church's building. And uh, the, the technical shorthand uh, that we use in, in, in the church is, is mission action plans, making a, a plan for how we'll, we'll do mission uh, in the future and you start with where you are and you think where you want to be and then you work out how to get there and you, you've got a plan and then, then you implement it uh, so that's, that's what I'm doing while I'm here and any of these plans whether it's the building plan for the building or, or the plan for the people of God uh, it, it, it always needs all of us to contribute uh, what, what, have, what have I got? What's my contribution? Uh, and uh, so it's a cooperative venture. Uh, the, the, the key bit of that to get right at, at the beginning is what does it mean to, to have a cooperative venture between us uh, and God? What's that division like? Uh, uh, and that's really a common thread with the two readings we've just had. You might have picked that up. Um, in, the, in the gospel, uh, here's Simon working out who Jesus really is. Well, Jesus said, you didn't work that out yourself, did you? you, you know, God the Father revealed it to you. Yes, I know you're not that bright, actually, Simon, but you know, <coughs> that doesn't matter. Uh, you, it was okay because God showed you. 
that uh, he's the Messiah, God's son, God on earth. Uh, And of course it's Trinity Sunday today, so there's a reminder that here in our Lord Jesus Christ we've got God and humanity all wrapped up together in one uh, as part of the Trinity. So Simon realizes that and Jesus rejoices uh, that he's twinned and says, right, from now on, you're no longer Simon, you're, you're the rock, you're Peter, because that's what it means. Uh, and on this rock, I will build my church. <coughs> and there's a the division of labor. The church belongs to Jesus, it, he owns us, it, and he grows it, he builds it. But we can't just sit back and let him do everything. Because he says, on this rock, I will build my church. Using the, in another scriptural phrase, using the living stones of, of the human beings who make up the church. Uh, and of course, God hasn't made us like bricks, you know, all the same. We're, we're rocks, we're stones. We're all a different shape. We're all unique. Uh, and therefore, every one of us is uniquely precious. You see that? So you've got a baby there. You see that, don't you, in a newborn baby? Yeah? It's not, not off a production line like all the others. That, that baby is unique. Uh, and you're, you're, the joy of seeing the child grow up unique. Yeah? That's how God's made us. So uh, each of us has, has got a, a, a unique place in this community uh, in, in this construction that, that Jesus is building, that God is growing uh, and then in the, in, in the gospel uh, sorry, in the epistle um, Corinthians uh, there we have a situation where Paul went to Corinth and founded a church some of the people think you know, we're we're, we're, we're loyal to Paul, the founder. Uh, and then Apollos took it on you know, as the new vicar. Yeah? Uh, and uh, a golden tongue preacher. And he, he developed and grew that church. So other people think, well, we're, we're, we're with Apollos. You know, Paul's in the past. Uh, and, and, and they began to have factions. I think another faction said, oh, uh, we're followers of Jesus, actually. Not Paul or Apollos, you know, they the super spiritual ones, and uh, so they had problems. Uh, and, and Paul, of course, is saying, look, neither of us is important at all. Uh, uh, actually, we're not competitors. We, 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 we mesh in. I planted, Apollos watered. And his picture there, you move the picture from the church as a building uh, to the church as a, as a garden or field. Uh, I planted, Apollos is doing the gardening, is, is watering. Uh, but it's God who makes it grow. Uh, it, it's the same in our own gardens. I don't know what your garden's like. Um, we took on a new house eight years ago, so I had a, uh, a building site, a blank piece of paper. Uh, so I did some design and had a bit of vision, and I've been trying to implement it ever since. Not helped by the climate, I have to say. 
I've noticed your roses around here are out and finishing and ours haven't started yet. Uh, um, so that's the picture there that we can garden but it's God who makes it grow so, um, I don't know how the plants in my garden grow uh, but with, with divine DNA you know, they turn out like they turn out so we don't pick runner beans off the rose bushes you know, roses come uh, so I've planted and watered but God's made it grow and, and that's how it is with the church uh, we each of us play our part and God makes it grow uh, so we work together with him uh, that others might meet with Christ have the joy of Christian faith and community uh, and the body of Christ is healthy and joyful and flourishing and growing. Uh, uh, and as, as we're all um, different sorts of plants, I haven't just planted one sort of stuff in my garden, you know. There's all sorts of stuff that makes the garden. So it is with us. We're all different. We're all different stones. Together we make a body of Christ. So we're all unique and have our unique contribution to make. But there are also things uh, that we can all do. Uh, ways in which we all play our part in the same sort of way. Uh, and I'll just quickly mention one or two of those. Uh, and uh, I'm quite proud of this. They've uh, they got four of them, and they all, they all begin with I-N, okay, so you can remember them. Uh, once upon a time, about 40 years ago, every sermon we preached had, used to have, a, have to have a, a, an alliteration, a yeah, three-point alliteration. Uh, so uh, anyway, I've resurrected that for today, and um, this is a four-point alliteration, but it'll only take five more minutes, okay, or maybe ten, if I get carried away. Uh, the, the first thing... Uh, is that we all need to intend uh, to work together for the growth and flourishing of the church. Uh, often, you can just go, you know, you just go through the motions in churches, don't you? You go around the churches year, and you do Christmas because it's Christmas. Yeah? Uh, but this is intentionality. Uh, if you're going to reorder the church building, you have to intend to do it and get everything, all your ducks in a row to do it. Uh, so uh, that's, that's the fundamental. If you plan to do mission, any mission action plan, anything like that, you have to intend stuff to happen. Uh, Jesus had a plan for his ministry in Galilee and Judea and a plan for what was going to happen to him in Jerusalem. Paul planned his missionary journeys around the Roman world. Uh, you've already got some plans in place. You've got building plans forming. What else has God got in mind for you? Uh, you work it out with him. You pray and listen. Uh, what are the plans? Let's intend to put them into practice. And that, of course, obviously leads on to the next IM, which is intercede. 
if God grows the church, we have to ask him to do so. If he wants us to play our part, we have to ask him, what part do you want us to play? Uh, and then, uh, then we ask him to help us. So we, we intercede. All, we all pray, uh, but as I go around the, the country, as I do quite a lot, I am constantly struck by how rare it is to find a church that is um, consciously together praying uh, for mission, evangelism, growth, for new people, forgot to send them new people. Uh, we need to intercede. God loves to answer that prayer. Uh, but how specific are you in praying for that? Now, one thing I usually suggest is um, you write your own collect, you know, your own prayer, slightly formal little prayer in which you ask God to send you new people, to put you in touch with new people who want to be in touch with him. And then promise God that you'll welcome them in his name and love them as they begin their journey towards loving him. And then when you've written your, uh, your, your collect, um, get it on a, uh, a bookmark or something like that uh, so that everybody has a copy, or maybe you do it electronically now, Ian, I don't know, but um, everyone's got a copy of the prayer, and you're prayed at home every day. Uh, and and it, it, it's, it's on, the, on the lectern, so the person leading the intercessions uses that, your collect, every Sunday in church. So you're praying for that thing together. Uh, intercede and see what God can do in response. He doesn't need your prayers to do anything, but he prefers to work that way. Uh, so intend and intercede. And then thirdly, uh, these are things we can all do and all do together. Uh, the third one is invite. Um, there was a survey done not long ago which suggested that 25% of Anglicans have sometimes invited someone to come to church with them. 75% never have. I was astonished it was that high. Uh, but uh, we're not, most of us, I'm included, aren't very good at inviting friends and relatives, neighbours, uh, to come to church do's with us. For all sorts of reasons. A bit afraid of it. Uh, uh, and, and it's striking how many church communities would love other people to come but never think of inviting them. Uh, and a surprise when it doesn't happen. Because most people today find it very difficult to, you know, to walk in a church door and, and gate crash somebody, somebody else's event. Uh, a, a recent survey suggested that one person in 20 in this country would like to go to church, would be very happy to go to church, if somebody invited them to come with them. But so far, no one ever has. There's three million people in the UK. Uh, there's a population of 100,000 on Jersey. Um, one in 20 is, is 5,000. So can you intercede and ask God to point you to one of those 5,000 who are sitting at home thinking, I'd quite like to go to church. Wish someone had asked me.
uh, invite. We can all do it. Uh, and the last one, uh, it's, it's one thing to attend an event. It's another thing uh, to belong to the community. You've got yourselves a community here. You can see that. You know, you, you know each other. You like each other. You smile at each other. You, you talk to each other. Uh, you go through life together. This is a church. It's not a collection of individuals. But how do you break into that? How do you get integrated? Uh, so that's, that's the fourth I. Clever I-N, okay? Integrate. <coughs> Friendship. Community. Belonging. Uh, and if you experience that in this church, how do you help new people experience it? Uh, we need to help them. It's not easy when you're new. Some of us feel like a, a host in our church, others feel like a guest. And what everyone who feels like a guest uh, begin feeling like a host. Uh, so there we are that's, that's, that's four things we can all do together you don't know we much have a plan for them but it helps uh, planning uh, is important we've all got our own part to play in the, in, what, in the actions that come out of the plan because we're all different we're stones not bricks but there, there's four things we can all do together uh, we can all intend uh, to share the good news around and grow the community of the body of Christ. We can all intercede with God who grows the church. We can all invite others and we can all play our part in a community that naturally integrates folk into it that the body of Christ is healthy flourishes and grows. Let's just pray for a moment. You might just want to thank God for what this church community means to you. Just uh, run it through your mind now and thank God for the church. And as God, the Holy Trinity, uh, himself is a perfect community of love, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and has invited you and I to join that community, what a privilege, not just for now, but for eternity. So let's ask him to bring others into that community and to show us our role in that. And so, Lord, here in the community of this church, in this island, we pray that we might have the joy of seeing your kingdom come on earth 
just as it is in heaven. Amen.